0: Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. To another Yellow Army podcast in the, the sunshine of the painting studio. Studio B12 <laughs> yeah. or something. This is the one with Elton John's piano in it. Yeah, that's the one. That's the yeah. fella. Yeah. But uh, welcome along. It's uh, getting closer and closer to the start of the new season. We thought this was going to be the podcast that was after all the friendlies, but they've shoehorned another one in. Yeah, we have a new which friendly. Which is nice. We yeah. have a new friendly um we I, we've got exclusive interviews and two of them this week well which. we
1: have we've got gary uh, who i spoke to on tuesday for the paper and then we've got aaron because gary was otherwise engaged today at the press conference so he was away uh, doing some important work i hope uh, so um aaron stepped in to to answer our questions so yeah so we've got two, two interviews double delight
0: so what we'll do we'll go off and we'll have a listen to gary first yeah. of all because you had a very you had a chat that in Encompass jigsaw puzzles and another yep. carry on favourite,
1: absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: and then we'll be back and then we'll go off and hear what Aaron has to say. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's an interesting chat with Gary. It's a had, had a smile on my face afterwards.
0: Excellent, let's hear it. We'll be back on the other side of Gary Johnson.
1: Hi, Gary, thanks for joining us. Um, I'm sitting at a table that's covered in a, a jigsaw because my wife's got one for her birthday and uh. It's all in bits on this table at the moment, and uh, yeah, it's quite a mess. But um, I guess in some ways what you have to do, especially this season, is, is put together a jigsaw, isn't it?
2: Yes, yeah, first time I've heard it put that way. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a little um, little
1: flash of inspiration when I saw it on the table. Yeah, well done, mate, well
2: done. <laughs> um, well, the good thing is, is that what, what you've got to make sure is by the end of, of the day, when the season starts, you've got to put all your pieces together yeah and it's got to look like the picture that's on the box yeah <laughs> there you go mate brilliant love um, it and and, that, and that's exactly what it is and i think we we've got a couple of bits to, to maybe put in sometimes you have a, a few more bits than you you need so because obviously you can only start with on 11 yeah. but you've also got to build your, your squad um, everybody's got high expectations of playing they all want to play You've got to create that competition. Um, and I think we'll have that competition by the time the season starts when the injuries, the sort of longer term injuries, come back. And in that way, they sink or swim. Some, you know, uh, are disappointed, and, and you have to you know, give them extra training sessions and yeah. things to, to get.
1: But, yeah, I'm back. Sorry, Matt. I don't happen what happened aware. there. Uh, you were but just saying about some you have to give extra training sessions too.
2: Yeah, training sessions to keep them fit and yeah. keep them sharp. Um, and some sort of hand, handle that and some not so. But I think we've got a real strong group that understand it's a squad game. Yeah, and that everybody's going to be playing. Every, not everyone's going to play forty-six games in the season, you know, not including cup games and things. So there's a lot of games to be played, um, and I think we've, you know, we've got a decent squad. We might have to, you know, keep an eye out for one or two more, um, but at the moment, I think we've got a competitive squad.
1: You've seen quite a lot in pre-season, haven't you? You've seen a, a five-nil defeat, a one-nil win, you know, and some. Uh, so, uh, lots of players and, and, and giving opportunities to some of the young kids. It's been quite a, an all-encompassing pre-season, isn't it? It, it, it has. And uh, it, it's, it's got
2: to be because you've got to keep everybody involved. Um, you've got to keep everybody... Can you hear me, Richard?
1: Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Great. Because
2: you're going out a little bit. Am um, I? Okay. Yeah, you've got to keep everybody involved. You've got to keep everybody uh, busy mentally and physically. And uh, and then you have to make a decision first game of the season, and uh, that's where you see the character of everybody else.
1: Um, what what did you learn from the Exeter game? Because uh, it was it, it was a great performance, especially in defence. I, I think you know often the the, the midfielders and the, the attackers get talked up a bit more than the defenders, but they they played especially well, didn't they?
2: They did, and you know, you include the goalkeeper, obviously. Yeah. You know. Yeah. In that, in that good defending, because he's got to play his part, and he did. You know everything he had to do, he did. Um, he's a good goalkeeper, and yeah. as we say, we got to make sure that anyone who has a bad little period with us, or you know, makes a mistake, we got to stay behind, um, get get behind them, give them some encouragement that's anyone not just a goalkeeper it's, it's anyone yeah. And if we can do that the players because I see them every day are all good enough to perform and with all due respect some of them are at this level because um, you know they're, they're a little bit inconsistent on occasions um, and it's up to us to get that given the experience to gain that um, consistency
1: yeah
2: but they all can play. You know, they, we we know that they're all at least this level. Uh, so, and we've got to try and prove to them and to everyone else that they, you know we all can move on together to the to the next level. But it's uh, but that'll take supporters getting behind everybody as well. Whenever which they have done. I mean, you know, we were we were getting beat five nil against Plymouth. Yeah, yeah. I know everybody realised they were first division and it was our supporters that were still singing at the end. Absolutely. Um, And that, and that encouraged our players. It was unbelievable because it was mentioned by us in the the team meeting, and that encouraged them to go out and just put in that little bit extra against Exeter as far as, you know, we've, It was important that we didn't allow Exeter to have as much ball as Plymouth
1: had Yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, to be fair, that that uh, that works out well. So, um, you know, we all understand that. As I say, positive support will always uh, help everybody at the end of the day.
1: Uh, You're finishing off with a training game on Friday, and then uh, a game against Truro on Saturday. So that's that's uh, that's that's kind of nice way to finish it off, and then and then turn your attention if if your attention's not already been on Oldham.
2: Sorry, Richard, you, 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 you sort of, I don't know if you remember Norman Colley. Yeah.
1: I, like <laughs> um, I was just saying, you, you, you've you got a game against, a training game in front of the fans, and then you've got Truro on, on, on Saturday. It's a nice way to round off things, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And we,
2: we just felt we needed a, uh, another game, um, and uh, Truro needed a game as well. Yeah. So it, it worked out very, very well. Um, so. Just for the, a little bit of sharpness, some of them have missed a week or so in training in total. Some of them have missed a little bit more. Some haven't played yet. Yeah. Um, some need minutes, a few more minutes. So we we needed to put in that extra game, but, uh, and that will just sharpen everybody up really for the, you know, the last week leading up to the Oldham game. So we're uh, you know we're at the point now where we're sort of looking forward to it now. We feel that we've got a lot in. In the last couple of weeks, we've got the new lads, because don't we get we've got you know, more than half the squad. Absolutely. The new, the new lads, and they've yeah. all got to learn their times table, um, if you like, you know, to put it in that way. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's a repetition thing. Uh, our words, our tactics, our philosophy, our principles, you know, all those sort of things. Um, and uh, and we, we feel now that we've had enough sessions that we've... We've managed to pass that over to him, and we saw the fruits of that against Exeter.
1: Absolutely, brilliant, Gary. Thank you very much for talking on the on the podcast as usual, and uh, I'll speak to you next week.
0: I'm no probably Norman. So Norman Collier, you've, yeah. got a, you've got a new nickname. Yeah, <laughs> I've been christened. <laughs> a, a comedy. When you get uh, a nickname you,
1: from the gaffer, you know you've made it. You
0: you stick with it as <laughs> well, don't you? You are you are henceforth Norman Collier, and the jigsaw thing. If you haven't bought a copy of uh, this week's Herald Express, by the way, a jigsaw picture on the back page i wonder if anybody's cut it out and turned it into a jigsaw yeah probably not <laughs> yeah, highly unlikely but not very cleverly done kudos for uh, the picture on the back of the herald express this week rich and i mean the gaffer agreed with you that you know it is a jigsaw and it is coming together
1: yeah i was inspired by the fact that my wife's making a jigsaw at the moment she got for her birthday mm-hmm. and it's on the table i normally use when i go up to the front room for best reception yeah and um it was there, and I put the, the phone down on it, uh, rang Gary, and obviously was inspired by by the mess that was on the table. Uh, there's kind of a, a, an outline frame going on at the moment, yeah. and, uh, but the, that's about as far as we've got at the moment. I say we. I mean, last one she did, I just put in the last piece.
0: Yeah. Oh, that. I bet that went down well. Yeah. I bet that was popular. <laughs> I like the idea of over the close season, though, Gary getting the corners, yeah. then putting the blues and the greens and the sides, yeah. Getting together and then filling in the middle of his team and
1: then absolutely and then and then
0: by this year august the
1: 6th having it all completed and looking like it is on the box
0: i like the idea Like the idea let's talk a little bit about the exit again let's do that um we can can happily do that thoroughly enjoyable yeah satisfying afternoon i thought
1: Yeah, it was. It was a good performance, wasn't it? Um, Good
0: performance by Torquay. Another goal from Brett McGavin. The thing that slightly bothers me is we've only scored four goals in five games so far. Brett McGavin's got two of them, fair play to him. Um, But that apart, we're creating chances. I thought Torquay played really well against Exeter.
1: I think clean sheets are more important than goals at the moment. Um, We've had four clean sheets out of five Mm. games. Obviously, the... Caveat being that we're letting five goals against Plymouth. Yeah. But we've, we, we've dissected that last week already. Um, it was a much improved performance. Um, I will say the Exeter are no Argyle.
0: No, no. they were not on that evidence. They no.
1: missed a half
0: of the chances. Yeah. And what we must say, I mean, we spoke at length last week about Mark Holstead. Yeah. Uh, I always feel a bit weird about that. Because if somebody spent time speaking at length about how good I was at my job, I'd be a bit prickly about it. But yeah, it's, 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 it's the
1: territory of being a footballer though. I think isn't it? it is. I think yeah. uh, 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 also an actor, also a pop star. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There are jobs that, that, that people scrutiny, do scrutinise. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But having said that, Mark Olstead had a cracking game against Exeter. He saved some great shots, his distribution was fabulous he was dominating that penalty area he came out and he caught crosses because mm-hmm. you know that they, their main weapon really Exeter was Jack Sparks on the left and his crosses yep and Mark Costin was plucking them out in the air like fruit from a tree I he thought, had he point. had
1: a very good game um, and that's good news because yeah. uh, he could have he could have wilted after the especially some of the, the rubbish that was written on the net about uh, yeah. about his performance um about him personally as well i mean it's ridiculous but they're, they're, these are the days of, of, of strange ways
0: they are um, yeah. but that that performance would have done him a power of yeah. good you know they're 99.99 percent of talkie fans want to see him succeed get a run in the team get a load of clean sheets in the league and propel us up into those playoff yeah. places
1: funnily enough i i thought we might see um uh, love it
0: reese love it have, yeah. some, have yeah. some
1: time uh, on saturday um I, I just, think it
0: was important for Mark Holstead. And it, for the was, it was. It
1: yeah. was. Um, how do you do that? I think. I think you you knock his confidence even more if you drop him mm-hmm. from the start. Um, if he doesn't have a great game, you drop his confidence because you've taken him off. Yeah. If he has a great game, you drop his confidence because you've taken him off, even though he's having a great game. So I think, uh, on retrospect, probably the right
0: decision. Yeah. He had a ninety minutes to be proud of yeah, on yeah, Saturday. Absolutely, um, and
1: and then, you know they they were clearly some very good saves. Uh, Dan uh, Clark, who does Exeter City for Devon Live and is a uh, a, a very good friend of ours from from the, the Herald Express office back in the day, um, he he obviously writes about Exeter City. Uh, there's no point in both of us writing re- match reports because they were both going on exactly, Devon Live. So yeah, he yeah. he took the match match report. Uh, role and I, I was writing so and that will be in the paper next week. Um, and he, he said at one point, because because Exeter have been without a first team goalie all yeah. all pre season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the young lad uh, from Torbay, um, Harry Lee, w- has been playing, but is never going to be first team goalie at seventeen. No. Um, and then um, Scott Brown, is a goalkeeper coach, played against us. Um, they have now made a signing of a goalkeeper, but before that. Um, you know Dan turned to me halfway through the second half and said is your goalkeeper available do you think <laughs> well that's that's a switch from
0: the, yeah. the week before isn't it it certainly was yeah yeah I mean City looked okay if you're a City fan um, they looked okay Jack Sparks I mean I know we talked to him all he knows I mean, we would say that um, Adam Randall was the best player in the Argyle team and Jack Sparks was the best player in the Exeter team absolutely clip, clippity we clip is yeah, is, is
1: yeah. Ernie by the way
0: yeah we were um, we may be looking through that through um yellow and blue tinted I think
1: so but Dan Sparks is a great player and he's going to feature Jack quite heavily oh, sorry Dan Jack. Sparks is also a great player, <laughs> great
0: player.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jack Sparks is a is a great player and he's also going to feature heavily for Exeter this season um his crossing ability is, is excellent and if they if they've got someone um which which I will say they don't look like they have at the moment mm. to, to get on the end of it and put it no. on the target um then uh, then it will be a dangerous weapon for them
0: yeah, that's, as you point out, apologies for the uh, the dog walking on hard laminate. He doesn't crawling. know he's on so, He's
1: on the world's leading football podcast, does he? Is it?
0: But, um, that's what the strange noise. <laughs> the is. There, there was a, an unfortunate incident to pick up from that Exeter game as yeah. well. Um, it's very difficult for us to talk about it because we don't really know exactly what happened, but there was a simmering feud, shall we say, during the course of the game. And that's not me. Between Corey Andrews and um and one of the ex-of the players whose name I've forgotten. It was Jonathan Grounds. Jonathan Grounds. It boiled down apparently to something that was said. Yeah. Um both set both teams took it very seriously. Matt Taylor came over and spoke at some length to Corey Andrews when he came yeah, off
1: to to see what his point of view yeah, was.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, and one imagines that if something was said, it would be dealt with by the clubs.
1: But yeah, I mean, um, and w- hopefully, was it a racist
0: it, remark or not?
1: Was it or not? I mean, uh, do we know what the word is?
0: No, don't we? We've not been party to what was said.
1: I've heard what the word is, but then you know that's just hearsay. Yeah. And
0: uh, I, I haven't. So you know, we'll. we'll
1: um, I think. I I think it will be. It will be dropped. Um, I, the, the Matt Taylor seemed to uh, suggest that Corey Andrews misheard what okay. was said yeah. um, they'd, they'd had a little bit of a running battle Andrews and Grounds during the they game had. and I think yeah. that's obviously uh, from what I can gather Andrews was running away from another situation when yeah. he misheard or heard I'm not saying either one yeah. uh, what Grounds said and that was what sparked the situation the referee seemed to de- deal with it quite well, he spoke to both players um, it was baffling. It was baffling while, because he? he was writing in yeah. his notebook yeah. and we were both expecting a card yeah. to come out yeah. because that's generally what you do when you're writing a your notebook. So first with Andrews and then grounds. But I think he was probably just writing yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: what was said in the notebook so there was no cards. And then he went over to and went over to the sideline, called Matt Taylor and, and, and Gary Johnson together and they had a good chat. Yeah. And then as you say, when Andrews came off later... Uh, taylor wandered over uh, uh, and talked to andrew so um taylor has said publicly he yeah. thinks it was misheard yeah gary's kept it under um, under wraps and i think hopefully um it will be dealt with internally yeah.
0: now I mean, two ways of looking at this we d- we're not going to make a mountain out of a molehill even and, though we've
1: just spoken no, at, yeah, spoken about it for, yeah,
0: yeah. No, nobody has made a great deal out no. of it but at the same time you hope that it was taken seriously, yeah. dealt with properly, yeah. to Corey Andrews and Jonathan Ground's satisfaction, yeah. and we can move on. Yeah. But um, you know, let's not make light of it, but let's not overplay it. Let's move on. It's an
1: interesting one, in, in as much as you know that's happened in a friendly, but it didn't feel like a friendly that game, did it? it and I'm not saying that it was. It, it was. It was a you know that that's a bad reflection on either team. It was it was actually just a really good competitive yeah. game of football that wouldn't have looked out of place in League
0: One or League Two. And neither manager used a load of substitutes. No, nope. two each. About. Yep. To yeah, two each. Very happy about that because the game kept its shape. It kept its tension. Um, like you say, it was a decent game. It yeah, was, it, it was. was, it, was it was. It was
1: probably probably the best pre-season friendly I've seen in a, in a very long time.
0: Um talkie play truro on they do today now i don't know if this is true or not but there was somebody on one of the fans forums who heard it that the game was on thought fantastic uh bought tickets rail tickets for him and his family to truro oh dear thinking he'd go to the game and his family could spend the day having a mooch around truro well he's gonna be around
1: truro as well isn't he
0: he now realises that yeah. Truro play at Belitho Park, and they've played there for the last year, <laughs> which is the home of Plymouth, Plymouth Parkway. Parkway. Yeah, um, and hopefully he's got. They that don't have then. a ground in, in Cornwall
1: anymore, unfortunately, and um, even the fact that they were due that they they were supposed to be a part of this stadium for Cornwall yeah. deal is, is is now looking unlikely as well. So they're in a bit of trouble um, in respect to having a, a ground in Cornwall at the moment, and they 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 look like they will stay at. Um, Plymouth Parkway for the foreseeable future. Interestingly, during this time that they've been there, Plymouth Parkway has almost caught up with them. They're now just. Yeah, yeah. They're, well, they, they have caught up with them. They, they, they're now in the same division.
0: Isn't that strange? Yeah. Because when they ground shared with us, yeah. we were in the same division. Yeah. Now they're ground sharing at Parkway and they're in the same division. Yeah. How strange that is. And if you, Truro must have a hardcore of supporters in Truro. Well, they, they but they do. must be dwindling. They now. do,
1: but honestly, they haven't. I mean, when they first got to Plymouth Parkway, I think they put on coaches now. Yeah. But they were really struggling to get fans up there because yeah. it's not an easy journey no. for a start, and they were really struggling to get fans up there. They never had a massive um, fan base when they were in the National League either. No, they didn't. Um, no. Do you remember it was probably the, the the lowest home? It was the lowest home before home gate ever in a. And
0: the, and the largest the away League. attendance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think when that's, we played that's in the, the pub quiz question, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, Truro supporters, they must be a hardy bunch and, and you can only sympathise with them for not having a team within 75 miles or whatever it is yeah. for five, six seasons at least.
1: I feel, I feel a bit sorry for, for Paul Watton because he's, he's done a really good job there since taking over a couple of years ago just for COVID. And, uh, you know, he's not getting he's not getting a, a home fan base that, that can, can act as, like Gary often says, your 12th man.
0: Absolutely. So fair play to Truro. Um, we hope Talky do well down there on Saturday at Plymouth. But um, if you're a Truro fan listening, keep the faith. Things, keep the will, faith. things good luck. will get yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, better.
1: I mean, I do, I do speak to Paul Watton occasionally for uh, the Cornish Papers that I do, and uh, he's he's always good. He's always good to yeah. chat to, and always you know honest. So yeah, keep
0: keep the faith. Talky to uh, tomorrow, of course, on Friday. We're recording this on Thursday. Let's assume you're listening on Thursday evening. Uh, on Friday, it's Community Fun Day at Plainmore, Woo-hoo! which will be great. It's a good thing to do, though, isn't yeah, it? It's, yeah. it's engaging the fans. It's there, There's loads. There's stalls. There's stands, games. Gilbert the Gull will be there. A rare appearance these days.
1: Yeah, he's there. Uh, yeah.
0: Gilbert the Gull. Uh, that's happening on the green outside Plainmore yeah. uh, tomorrow afternoon and before that it's a strange strange little game a training match a
1: training match uh, yeah I think it's probably almost just training in front of the fans yeah isn't it?
0: but if you're a season ticket holder you get to go which you is you nice you get to get in yeah. so you know if you're a season ticket and season ticket holders I know we have quite a few season ticket holders listening to the podcast you get to go in you get to watch a match that's just for you uh, you get close to the players get close to the management um yeah, I'd i buy that. That'd be good. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Be good. No, it's, it's it's a nice initiative, and uh, especially paired with the fun day where the kids can yeah. go and run around the field outside afterwards, and and uh, meet Gilbert and and and. Pull his, fe- pull his feathers. Don't
0: pull his. Pull his don't feathers. Don't pull his feathers. Pull his feathers. Don't pull his feathers. <laughs> it's just not nice. I've been in one of those suits before. <laughs> I did a stint as the Herald Express Did news you get? Found. Did did, oh, did you did you get kicks to the shins? I got kicked. I got all kinds <laughs> of things. I i Actually, Gilbert was there on the day. So the chap who used to—he's not doing it anymore. But the right. chap who used to do Gilbert <laughs> and I—we um, spent the afternoon walking around painting Green. It's very strange the responses you get. Some people kick you, and some kids completely buy into it and will just <laughs> won't leave your side. And if anybody remembers the Herald Express news costume, it was a slightly moth-eaten Scooby Doo type yeah, affair. Absolutely. Um, it was incredibly hot. It smelled appalling you said it smelt of, of pauline it smelled <laughs> <it smelt> appalling <laughs> um so my sympathies whoever's going to spend a hot afternoon in the gilbert costume yeah, tomorrow well right? done yeah i feel those
1: feathers i
0: feel your pain <laughs> indeed should we have a listen to what aaron had to say yeah 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 today?
1: let's i mean um, I, um it was no big secret where gary was today he was just doing some work and uh and so, so uh, Aaron was, was good to step into the bridge it's it quite funny that um, Dom starts the interview because obviously Dom starts it for the, for the uh, girls website with uh, talking about your side and Aaron's quite quick to pull him up to say no it's not my side it's Gaffer's side
0: <laughs> they're a good double act though aren't they yeah absolutely um, and you yeah. hear from Gary a lot it's always good to hear from Aaron he's got a slightly different take on things uh, and he's got a good voice for the podcast
1: Yes, he, he has he can't say head though
0: no, really? I,
1: I've, I've discovered this. I think he tries to say, well, not tries to say, the way he says head, Ed. He, had the, okay. he completely gets rid of the H. Good. I mean, everything else is fine, but
0: Ed. The superfluous H. Yeah. Who needs it? We'll be back again, on the other side of Aaron Downs.
3: So Aaron, here we are a week before uh, this season starts in earnest. How do you assess your side's progress?
4: Uh,
3: well, it's not my side, it's
4: the manager's side. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so far, it's been good. Uh, obviously, it's a new group, uh, quite a new group. We've had some core players stay, um, some experienced players stay, which has been um, which has been important to the group to allow them to sort of um, integrate the new lads and help them integrate into the way the manager um, and myself want to want to do things. Um, they can uh, get over key sort of characteristics that we're after, especially off the field. Uh, But on the pitch, uh, like I say, a relatively new bunch, really, coming together. So it was always going to take a little bit of time to get that sort of cohesion, um, I suppose. And we feel it's coming together. Hopefully it's going to come together at the right time um, in in sort of nine days' time on on next Saturday. So we feel the progress has been good. Uh, There's still work to be done. Um, We we go into the game on Saturday um, with sort of uh, themes and plans for the match. And hopefully um, we'll be rearing to go uh, against Oldham next up there.
3: As you said, there has been uh, a number of players leaving, coming in. How have you found integrating the, uh, the the new lads with the more established players over the summer? How's that gone?
4: Good. Yeah, really well. You know, the, what's important for us is when we sign players, um, we look at obviously all their attributes as a footballer um, first and foremost. But then, what's really important is the character of that player. And we do a lot of homework and a lot of uh, research um, on the backgrounds uh, of that character as well. So we don't just um, look at them um, at a match or um, on, on Scout or whatever um, platform you use to, to, to watch their game. We also speak to people who've worked with them. We speak to players who've worked with them that we know. Um, fortunately enough, we've got a lot of years in the game between the gaffer Pete and myself. Um, and a, few, a fair few contacts to, to be able to speak to people who have coached them, played with them and whatnot. So you find the characters out about the player. Um, you know, we also do social media, background checks and things like that. So we, we know that um, we know the character that we're getting, hopefully. Um, it's not very often that we've got that wrong. So it's, it's um, worked for us so far and, and, and that has allowed us to bring in good people, uh, first and foremost. So we knew that they would gel well with the group. Um, and then, as you say, you've got the, the experienced pros um, that we've had here for a while, um, namely in um, Moxie and Asa, um, but then you've also got good, good people like Mark and Lapsley, who've been around the game a long time, that, that, that can help them settle um, and sort of um, let them know what what we're sort of about here and, you know, the, the work rate that's involved um, and the traits that we like to have off the pitch as well as on the pitch. So. It's gone well in that respect, but they're good, like I said, they're good blokes, so they
3: fit in really well um, and really easy. The Gaffer place is a lot of emphasis on talkifying. I think is how he yes. calls it, his, his players uh, to build up that camaraderie, because that can make also, you know, all the difference. And maybe for the first time on Saturday against Exeter, you know, there was a lot of resilience that was actually uh, shown by the team in, in those closing stages to to get what felt like a, a league win at the time. Yeah,
4: yeah, it was uh, obviously you've got that little bit more zest to the game with it being a, uh, a local derby. Uh, so, uh, like you say, that it was you know, the, those characteristics sort of come to the fore. And when you're looking at people, you, you, you want to see um, that resilience in them, or that sort of uh, strength of character and mentality. And they're, they're key components that we look for in a player. And, and when we are doing character background checks as such, they're, they're, that's an important part of, of being a footballer. You can have all the uh, um, attributes as a footballer in the world, but if your mentality is not strong or mentality is not right, let's say, or your attitude's not right, uh, your commitment, then, uh, ultimately you probably fall down. Uh, so it's important that we build that up, um, and we let the players know what's what's uh, expected as a talking United player, um, and they're all bought into it, you know. And a lot of them, it comes natural to them anyways uh, because that's that's what's in them. that um, They, they, they want to win. So um, although it was a pre-season friendly, it was important that we got the win. Um, you know. It, on another day it could have been five four either way you know it was a really entertaining game and a great game uh for the supporters um of both sides i would think i would think um you know so it was a really good game for, for all of us and we we're really happy for for everybody especially the local bragging rights um of our supporters to, to come out on top but that win just gives us that um little bit of a boost um going into the last two weeks um, before the season starts and gives us that little bit of belief that we can compete with a League One team, uh, so uh, we, we showed that and we obviously competed well um, against Newport uh, and we showed some signs against Plymouth, but obviously Plymouth are a, a, a very strong uh, League One side um, themselves. So it gives us that belief for the last three games that we've, we've not sort of embarrassed ourselves against higher opposition and, and hopefully moving into next weekend,
3: uh, the Oldham game. We can take that confidence and belief that we can go and, and get results now you've already reiterated that this is very much the the of side how you must take a lot of credit in, and a lot of pride in the fact that your teams your your, your the talk united side was actually kept four clean sheets in the five games so far that, that's a good sign to show isn't it yeah good
4: side shows uh, again like you say that that resilience that um, mentality that we we want to instill in the boys um is we want to win you know it's pre-season friendly whether it's you know it's Start seeing the season, end of season, whatever game we, we want to win that, and we, we reiterate that regularly in training um, so that 's uh, a good sign and a clean sheet, um, although the goalkeeper and defenders try and take all the credit, we make sure that everybody knows a clean sheet is a result of of, of eleven players um, plus the subs working hard and um, and we defend from the front you know we start our attacks from the back, so uh, it 's important that everyone 's playing their part and uh, it is. It is positive. It is good for us that we're keeping clean sheets, um, especially early on. Um, you know, and no, it, it doesn't matter what side you're playing. There's no disrespect to either team, um, uh, whether it's uh, you know Bucklands, um, Exmouth, or if it's Newport or Exeter. We're still quite um, happy. Uh, the disappointing thing is conceding five against uh, Plymouth. Um, so there's work still to be done. We're by far. Uh, no means uh, a finished article, um, so there's still work to be done, and, and um, we'll be you know looking at that um, in, in the coming weeks before we start at Oldham and in even going into the Oldham game, we know we 're not going to be the complete um, team and article um, we 've just got to make sure that we keep working um, every day on, on the on the things we feel we need to um, and improving and um, hopefully that'll stand us in good stead. David.
5: One little thing, Aaron, that, that yes. I think a lot of supporters have noticed before kickoffs is that uh, you often warm up with what looks like four defenders as a back four, and then when the game starts, we play with wing backs and, and three at the back. Yes, is, is that a is that a part of a of a routine that's? Come in now. I just suppose yeah. in pre-season friendlies, it's to confuse the opposition particularly. But no, it um, depends. I mean,
4: when you've got Kieran Evans, is, uh, Kieran Evans is one of the wing backs. Yeah. You know, we don't necessarily want him heading uh, ten balls right, before right. the start. But okay. it's more, it's more just to get um, a little bit of principles into the boys and a little bit of um, warm-ups are quite um, I mean. routine-based. Yeah. You know, and you, you want to make sure you don't change. The um, the setup or the routine of the players, no. um, because they want to uh, uh, they, they want to feel like there's not too much chaos going on going into a game. No. You know they like that structure. So yeah. um, we tend to keep four. Sometimes it's to confuse opposition. <laughs> but yeah. they're, I mean most people know nowadays. Um, anyways, you know it's it's we've played with the back three for, for quite a while. So yeah, um, yeah. they. Most teams will know that, so yeah. um, that's that not necessarily a ruse to try no, and no, fool the opposition. No, 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 it's more no. of a, um, yeah. like I say, a, a, a,
5: a an in-house thing. Uh, uh, what can
4: say a routine. I yeah. would say you know, yeah. r- rather than a superstition, it's more of a routine. Yeah, uh, and that, that's that's yeah. generally what it is. Yeah. yeah, and so the boys know what they're going to when they've got their when they're going through their sort of match prep in their heads. Yeah. you know, the day before. Yeah, they know that that's part of their warm-up. Sure.
1: You must be pretty pleased with the way the defence has played so far. I know you've spoken about team performances and, and keeping the clean sheets, but th- for the defence, it's been pretty good as well, isn't it? Maybe, maybe without talking about the Plymouth game.
4: Yeah, I mean Plymouth uh, is the exception, but uh, you know, like uh, we said, there four clean sheets is, is you know, is pleasing. Mm. Absolutely, you want to get into good habits early, uh, and and I must reiterate that. Although the defenders are playing really well, uh, and the goalkeeper um, uh, had a fantastic game against Exeter um, and Newport, you know, so he's and Plymouth for that matter. Um, but um, we do know that it takes it takes the whole team to 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 keep a clean sheet and to defend because we have to get our press right um, if we're pressing the team, and we have to get our positional strength right when we're not pressing. I and mean, that comes from everybody. So it's a structure. It's a it's a um, a unit thing uh, a a whole collective really so it is is important to get those um, early habits like Mm. we said um, and praise goes to the defenders they've worked hard in pre-season and they're they're, you know coming to fitness there's still work to be done there but they are coming to fitness but you know we we can't sort of take four clean sheets in pre-season as we're gonna win the league you know our our ultimate goal is that of course it is and we're we're confident of that but at the same time we do know that the the important work starts uh, against Oldham really Mm. and um, we're sort of setting good habits and and, uh, but ultimately it's going to come down to when we play Oldham and then build um, from there
5: it feels obviously the look of the team is, is slightly different this year We won't be the smallest team in the league, I don't think. (laughs) Uh, um, and I know Gary's talked about it was almost a conscious thing to go out and get bigger, stronger lads, more athletic lads. Not that last season's team was not athletic. Yeah. Does it feel slightly different from a personnel and approach point of view this season? Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks it to us on the pitch a little bit, but... um, Yeah, it's... it's, it's I know all these things are dictated by the players you've
4: got. I you, you, you of the time. Don't yeah, you, you try and you, you have a you have a, um, a style and a thought in your head of how you, we want us to play. Yeah, uh, and the manager dictates that a lot. Yeah, um, and then your recruitment the process. We've had the luxury of having a bit more time this year. Um, so putting us putting ourselves under a little bit of pressure here by saying this, but you know when you go and recruit, you sort of have a vision of how they will gel together and how yeah. they will play together. And you hope that will come to fruition from in your head onto the the pitch. Uh, The the obvious um, sign is that they are most of the players we've recruited are over six foot. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But in this league, that is important. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean our style necessarily is going to change, because we're not we're not all of a sudden going to go from you know back to front route one and 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 just. try and bombard the opposition right. because there's, a, yeah. there's, a, there's a, uh, a style that we want to play. It does give us that option yeah. um, if we need to, uh, yeah. absolutely, and that's yeah. by no means um, ineffective because it can be effective if, if done well, sure. if done the right way. Yeah. Uh, but we uh, we still have the same principles and, and philosophy in our head yeah. of how we want to play. Right. We've just got uh, a few players with some different attributes, yeah. let's yeah. say, to, to previous yeah. um, Seasons, um, but we're still confident that the way we want to play, we'll still we'll still be able to do that, yeah. um, and we might have a couple other sort of strengths up our sleeve.
0: Yeah, good to hear from Aaron. Another nice morning out there at, uh, at Seal hane by the sound of it, and um, yeah. Obviously, he's excited for the season coming up. He's going to be looking forward to that. They're a good team, the two of them, aren't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're, they're, they have their specialisms, don't they? They do. Um, I don't think Gary especially sits there with, with the, the, the editing gear, putting together uh, um, reels of uh, uh, on players or whatever, but I, I, I suspect that that's the kind of thing that Aaron does. And, and Aaron
0: crunches the numbers that yeah. come out of those um, remote absolutely. control things absolutely. that they play as well. all that I mean, business, so, uh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, a couple of other things before we go that I wanted to mention. Godalming Gull has been in touch, one of our long-standing listeners, okay. and pod follower, and he he used to teach technical drawing. Now, I don't Did know he? If he? Don't know if he taught you technical drawing. Where? But we got—I'm not sure—we uh, sure. got confused about slide draws last week. Right. Okay. What we were talking about—the specifically the thing that you used on your technical—yeah—was actually a parallel motion board. Cool. A slide right. rule, of course, is a, a thing that allows you to calculate cosines, sines, yeah. logarithms, oh, and things so it's like maths that. Maths rather than TD. It's maths rather than TD. So Godalming go very, very. Thank nice. you very, very much for that. Very yeah. nicely. It is a long time us up ago. On that one. Yeah. So um, yeah, thank uh, you. I very think well. I
1: left school thirty-five years ago. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're just a young lad. <laughs> there was a bit of sad news this week as well. A piece in the Guardian, which you might have seen, the last football special newspaper has it's
1: ceased has it? Oh, the Portsmouth
0: uh, Pinkham used to have the Saturday evening sports mail readers with longer memories and I know that our podcast listeners are mainly of a certain age so you'll remember queuing at the news agents for the Herald Express buff mm-hmm. to arrive at about 6 o'clock on a Saturday evening you would read Dave Thomas's blow-by-blow match report of yeah. the Talkie United game. You'd read all the PA which he'd, match Which you'd
1: ring ring through from a physical landline. Uh, Fantastic. Three or four phoning. different stages. Yeah. Phoning and then,
0: through your copy. Yeah. Spelling all the names right to the copy yeah. taker. Yeah, and
1: then, then phoning through an intro at the end.
0: People like you and me would have been out at, I'd have been at Brixham United. I used to do Brixham United for the Buff sometimes. Uh, lots of the other local teams. If, I mean, Buckland weren't. Oh, Buckland exist back then? They did. They
1: started, but they, they, they were yeah. really lowly. So they started as a kids' United. team, and I don't think, in the 70s, I don't think they had a proper men's team until the, the early 80s.
0: Who else would have. Um, Chelston used to play. Dawlish in, would have been a big one. Dawlish would have been a big one. Chelston were a big side. They were in the and District, England? possibly something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, very sad news. The last all over the country papers used to have these football specials. You check your pools coupon by checking the results in them in the days before teletext yeah. and the internet. Yeah. Uh, you used to stand in the rain outside the newsagents in Winter Street, waiting for it, and then walk home with your uh, your buff. Uh, it, and they've all gone. Is it called
1: buff because it was pink?
0: Ours was buff. Cause it that, was on buff paper. Is that
1: where in the buff comes from?
0: <laughs> it might do. Oh. It might do. The Pinken, the Portsmouth, the Pink, Argyle, there was a and there was a and somewhere else. So I think Bristol was a and because I remember yeah. curing it outside the newsagents up by my grandmother's house. Uh, but they've gone. And that's sad. It that is way. sad. Um, but it's understandable. It's
1: understandable. Uh, you know, um, when anyone anywhere can get any result from any league within... 10 seconds of the game ending and there is no more market no. for that kind of thing and and unfortunately you know um the sunday independent a, a paper yeah. that i i worked for years ago um and we used to you know getting that thing out on a saturday night yeah. for sunday morning with the amount of match reports in it going right down to lowly yeah. Yeah. non-league i've, I've done and saturday
0: f- night shifts on that one yeah, yeah. A,
1: a, and, yeah. F- and five
0: editions in bristol and yeah.
1: you know somerset um the amount of work to get that out was was extraordinary but we got it out every Saturday well that's now been parked yeah it's, it's stopped um, it's not been sold it's been parked and I think uh, there is a hope that someone else might go in and say we could revive it but when everyone can get everything yeah,
0: yeah I, I've got an app on my the phone. The phone yeah I can get goals scored in the Albanian yeah. third division as they go in yeah um, right, which times but, have changed yeah, and he, he, us old fogies have to get used to it. But you miss things. I mean Saturday night on that Sunday Independent shift, I used to sit in the Torbay News office on the top floor of the building in Victoria Street, yeah. phoning football grounds. Yeah. I'd phone Ray Tucker at yeah. Stoke, I'd phone Steve Jane, the yeah. late Steve Jane down at Harbert and Ford, Len Knott at Didsum, yeah. all these guys, I'd phone them on a Saturday evening. Who scored? What well, you know, how did the game go? yeah and then get your copied down to Plymouth
1: you know we had we had Saturday staff of of of, of hundred not not hundreds but there were so many so mean. many subs down there in Plymouth and then when it moved down to Cornwall when I was working there and we had we had we paid uh, like George Riley at, um at, at Newton Spurs and and yeah Nigel Smith at Credit and United six quid each week just to send in Hundred and fifty words on their game. Yeah. They would ring a copy taker. A copy taker would type it into a computer. That file would be dropped into a, at a file that the subs were. It was an astonishing way of yeah. working. It and you know, um, you I know, mean, you look back on it now and think, healthy in days, but days have changed.
0: Appetites changed. Yeah, yeah,
1: it? absolutely, absolutely.
0: Two former talkie players I want to mention this week. Um, first of all, Billy Key, yeah. who's been at Colville Town. Yeah, uh, it's taking a break from football again. Yeah, B- right, Billy's yeah. had had his issues. Yeah, um, you know he's, he's the pressure of the football, and so this is all quite well documented. But I just wanted to just run over again what a great lad he was for Torquay when he played for Torquay, um, and wish him all the best on the yeah. unlikely event that he's listening. Just uh, he joined us from Leicester. In June 2010, Paul Buckle signed him. He did while I was away in London, so he's
1: one of those players that that my my uh, knowledge isn't uh, quite so good. He
0: was he was just it was an immediate hit. He scored eight goals in pre season. Mm. Um, everybody immediately thought, "Hang on a minute, we've got a real firecracker yeah. here." And in so it proved. It took him a while to get going as the season went on. He stayed till 2012. Martin Ling eventually let him go. He's played 54 games, league and cup, and scored 10 goals, which isn't a bad return. Wow. But he's one of those players that you always, you know, when you see his name come up somewhere, you always think, well, all the best, you know. Hope, mm. uh, hope things go well for you, Billy. Um, a great, great short but great stint at Plainmoor. Talking of which, 25 years old today. Only twenty-five years old today is Levi Ives.
1: Oh, going uh, okay. When you said only twenty-five, I thought, yeah, it's going to be Le- what Levi Where Ives. Where is he going?
0: Oh, he's at Cliftonville. Is playing he still at Left back for yeah. Cliftonville in the Irish League. I can't believe. You know, he, he was. He's he only so twenty-five. Good. He, he was, was so good. He was such a good player. It Chris was such Argers. a shame. Chris Hargreaves put him in the first team. He'd been with us since he was fifteen. He played 24 games in that 14-15 season.
1: Start made his debut as a 16-year-old, didn't he? I think he did. Think he did, yeah. I
0: think he did. Um, At left-back, which is, you know... It's a difficult yeah, position. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a learned position.
0: But he was one of those players that you thought he's going to be yeah. a real asset. He's going, to be a, he's going to move up through the leagues. He's a cracking player. He
1: turned down a contract to go to Bristol City.
0: He, got, he was terribly homesick.
1: And, was, he and got was dread, terribly dread, homesick. dreadfully,
0: dreadfully homesick. Yeah. I found an article online about it. I was just looking this morning just to see where he is and what he's doing. There's a very interesting piece that he did with one of the Irish papers uh, earlier this year in which he says he thinks that Irish players should stay at home to learn their trade instead of coming over yeah. in droves to do what he did, You know, to sort of begin their career hundreds of miles from home and family, in a different country you know across the across the water uh, they should stay at home and, and move later because maybe you know maybe if he'd done that he'd been playing um, in the league but the Irish league is a good league he's yeah. making a good living and he's playing well for Cliftonville so Excellent. that's another player that I just wanted to say good on you Levi yeah I hope it's all going we well you. for you and finally the other name that i just wanted to drop into the podcast even though it's a name that's been in every news report for the last couple of days is Alessia Russo okay the scorer of the most audacious backheel <laughs> you'll ever see i mean england winning that game against sweden 4-0 i'm not going to call it women's football
1: uh we've it's, had this discussion it's before
0: played by women
1: we've had this discussion before uh, a couple of years ago in the results pages i dropped the, the yeah uh, well, even when I'm right, even when I'm uh, I'm printing stuff about extra city women etc. I drop women. It's just you know if you can't work out yeah. from the intro what we're talking about, working then out. you know working out yourself. But yeah, it's football.
0: It's football. It's football. It's been great. I'm quite interested to know how many of the old geezers who started off a month ago going oh, I'm not going to watch it. It's not real football. Blah blah blah. Are suddenly thinking oh, I'm going to choose in tune in on Sunday. Have they been won over?
1: I suspect I so, but also I, I will have to say that watching this European Championships, the quality has improved it has. massively yeah. over the last five ten years. Um, it's indecisible indes- for men's football now. Here we go, talking yeah. about men's football, women's football again, but it, but it is. Uh, although I did see uh, on some thread, some bloke, um, some bloke, some bloke claiming that we, you know, he probably like be called a bloke, <laughs> um, claiming that, that he could see better on a on a you know a, a non-league circuit yeah. after the players have, have downed eighteen pints of lager the night before. I suggest he couldn't.
0: I suggest he couldn't as well. That's a that's a, a convenient fallback position yeah, for people who, who who lazy, just don't lazy-itis, get Lazyitis, isn't it? But unless that, that uh, the Swedish goalkeeper had a terrible second half. Yes, yeah, she did. But just to have the audacity to try something like that back heel, yeah. um, it's just extraordinary. And we all hope that Sunday's a great game, big crowd, great game. And let's see teams like Torquay United take it on, because Talkie United women are in a very good position. Uh, they've lost a couple of players to Exeter, yeah. I notice, yeah. uh, but Exeter play in the league higher, don't yeah. they? Uh, but they've got a a good foundation to build on from last season, cup winners as well, and their fixtures begin pretty soon.
1: Ian Ian Wright made a good point. Um let's hope that once this big championship is over and the dust has settled, women's football, sorry, doesn't get forgotten about
0: again. No, no. Well Uh,
1: because because we do that all the time with stuff.
0: We do. Yep, that's very true. Very true. So well we'll do our bit here on the podcast yeah. to keep it in the public eye and, and you guys out there can do your bit as well by going to watch and support. Absolutely. Yeah. Torquay United. But Talk well, United need to be playing at Torquay That United. would be good, wouldn't it? play more would be good. Yeah. Especially when they have got a big game. Yeah. Um they played or they played at Stoke last year, I don't know if that arrangement continues. I'm not this sure
1: year. if that's the same but but they but they do need to be playing at Playmore yeah. more.
0: And there's no reason Just the
1: very shouldn't. fact that they're playing at Playmore will bring in more fans.
0: Yeah. Yes, it will. If it's, it, yeah, exactly. If it's at Playmore, it's mm. an occasion. Yeah. And it's it puts them on a par with other branches of the club. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think I think we've taken up quite enough of your time.
1: Yeah, between us, between uh, us, Gary and Aaron, Gary and yeah. Aaron,
0: and um, Norman Collier.
1: Yeah.
0: I should call you that. In future i'm
1: gonna have to have, uh, get on youtube and just just see what he meant because i can't remember norman he'll come,
0: you, he'll come back to you Early. don't worry There was you.
1: obviously something wrong with the phone
0: yeah it's yeah. a microphone his running gag i'm not even going to try and do it oh so it was very him. difficult his running gag was that the microphone cut out uh, 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 that's it yeah. that's what i wasn't going to do yeah yeah they, that's that's exactly it you, you I, I, I now fully
1: I understand what gary yeah. was going on about <laughs>
0: Gary belongs to the generation yeah. like me that we used to watch Norman Collier on the Wheel Tappers and Chunters Club. Lovely. Which you won't remember.
1: I never went there.
0: You never went there. Did they, they
1: do yeah. a, half a half a Lukey Brown for, for uh, 12 and a half P? A
0: mild and bitter, probably. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. And, uh, and there, ladies and gentlemen, we will leave it. Lovely, lovely. Talkie are at Truro Bracket at Plymouth Bolitho Park on Saturday. And then next week, we'll be talking about the start of the season next week. Next week will be a big big build-up for the Oldham Athletic game on the 6th. I can't wait.
1: I can't wait either, Guy.
0: And as we always do, we'll finish with Come come On on, You you yellows. Yellows.